0: On his feet.
1: He looks up and gives me a grin and
2: says, Hey dude, you too must be from Marin.
3: Marin County's A-OK. From Tam to Stinson, all the way to MA. Fresh organic veggies in
4: the market every day. Lieutenant, Dylan, and W-A.
3: Welcome to the Run TMC podcast. That is the Run the Marin County podcast, a podcast about basketball in Marin County. Uh, I'm Duffy Ballard and with me is Dave Levine. Coach Levine, how are you this morning? What do you got? I'm
0: great, Duff. You're up in the great Pacific Northwest. Uh, I hope you're enjoying your time up there. I'm holding down the fort here in a place called Marin County. How's How's Oregon?
3: The Marin County. I love that place. Uh, Oregon's great just had a little dip in the Willamette river with my brother, you know, my brother, Chris Ballard, big cold plunge guy. And I experienced a little bit of laryngeal spasm, uh, thought I might drown, but afterwards came out of the out of the water, dopamine, dopamine surge, feeling great. So ready to, ready to talk basketball, Dave.
0: Little plug for Chris Ballard writing a book on swimming the ice mile coming up. I don't know when duff year or two, but, uh, good. I'm glad you survived. So very cool. Um, so I wanted to start off here with a few acknowledgements and thank yous. Um, first of all, uh, Drew Morehouse, awesome, awesome kid, senior guard for the San Domenico boys team came up to me at practice this week and said, uh, Hey, my dad is a listener and a fan. So thank you. Drew's dad, Jason Morehouse, who I, I hear was a good shooter in his own right, uh, back in the day at Tam High. So, um, Thank you, Drew, for, for saying hello. Appreciate
3: that. Um, great, great shooter, Drew. Uh, good player. Great along the baseline. Nice kid. Yeah. So thank, thank you, Drew, for letting us know that your dad's listening and maybe you'll listen as well. We can hope. Exactly. Duffy, you funnily
0: pointed that out, that he, he was clear to say, my dad is a listener. Um, <laughs> so Drew, give, give us a chance to, uh, but no, love Drew. Great kid. Uh, and then I also want to say a big thank you to Tessa White. Uh, Tessa is an awesome person. She has two very talented kids. Uh Kitty is a sophomore at Redwood. She was on the freshman team, uh, on the varsity team as a freshman last year and was all-league and is one of the best players in the league as a sophomore. I think she's on her way to a D1 career. Um awesome player and Tessa's younger kid, uh Harry is a freshman at Redwood. He made the JV team, which is no small feat. Fantastic player. We've seen Harry play for a long time. Uh Tessa has been really cool about sharing our podcast on social media and with her uh, hoops friends and other parents. And so I just wanna encourage our listeners to to be like Tessa. And if you like what you're listening to and you enjoy this podcast or find it useful, go ahead and share it with people who you think might like it. Um, it helps us. And really what's uh, more important to us than anything is the more listeners we get, the more traction we get, um, it builds the community of basketball in Marin and we get more people going to games. And that's what we want. We want our kids to play hoops in front of people. So uh, it would be awesome to see more people at high school games, at youth games, at club games, whatever. Um, So thank you, Tessa, for, for spreading the word. We really appreciate that. And then the last thing I'll say Duff is um, I went to check out the Dominican men play this week against Stanislaus state um, or Stan state Cal state Stanislaus. Stan State is coached by Paul Trevor, who is a fantastic guy and coach, was a Drake grad in the late 80s. He's an awesome, awesome person. He coached me at Pirate Camp many years ago. One of my favorite people. He's a great coach, very energetic and inspirational. And he's been at Stan State for, I think, six or seven years. Um, I went and checked out them their game against Dominican with uh, with Tom Poser and John Granucci and a few others. And it was just fantastic basketball. I mean, this is really high-level basketball. Division two men's basketball, they were flying all over the court. The game went down to the buzzer. And I just want to give a quick plug. Dominican is not a sponsor, um, but it's 10 bucks to get into the game. It's easy to get to. The gym is beautiful. You sit you know, two or three rows up from the court and you watch really good basketball. And so um, parents of, of kids who are learning the game, go go check out Dominican, the men and the women. We had Tim Lacoson on. He's a fantastic guy. He's got a great team on the women's side. It's just really fun um, to go watch really good basketball when it's right there in our backyard down in, in San Rafael. So, yep. uh, and by the way, Dominican beat Stan State by, or, or sorry, Stan State beat Dominican by three,
3: went down to the buzzer. Great game. Uh, cool. Yeah, let's, uh, our mission is to fill the gyms this winter, right, Dave? Let's fill the gyms. What, what else? What else? We got uh, a sort of historic uh, passing this week of uh, a legend uh, in Marin County and beyond. you talk about Al yeah, I I mean, a
0: little bit? Yeah, let's talk about Al Endress. so So um, very sad to see Al Endres passed away. Um, Al Endres was 95 years old. Um, you talk about living a full life, Duff. Um, if we could all live a life like Al Endress, then that would be a good thing for all of us. Um, he played pro baseball for the Brooklyn Dodgers, and he played pro football for the San Francisco 49ers in the 1950s. So just... Take a second to think about that. He then embarked on a very long and successful coaching and teaching career in Marin. He coached at Redwood for 35 years, coaching baseball for 21 years, uh, football for 15 years. He then went over to college in Marin where he coached baseball for another 15 years. And in quote unquote retirement duff, he coached golf at Branson for several years. Um, he had over 900 wins as a baseball coach is in several Hall of Fames, including the Marin Athletic Foundation Hall of Fame, the Redwood Hall of Fame. Um, our good friend and a future guest on this podcast, Chad Stewart, is married to Al's daughter, Nicole. And Duff, you have a, a story from Chad that we wanted to share. He was very kind to send us some thoughts on
3: Al. So Chad, uh, tell us a story that this is from a time when he was just starting to coach at San Marin. And uh, of course, at this time, Dave, there was no huddle or means of getting film or easy mean of getting film on other teams, and he wanted to do some scouting up in Santa Rosa. He had one opportunity to go up there and do some uh, scouting in advance of a game. Uh, and unfortunately for Chad, it was also an evening where his, uh, where Nicole, his dating Nicole at the time, she had some friends that, uh, were coming over for were going out for dinner and she wanted Chad to come along. So he had to make the choice, Nicole or scouting. And what type of decision do you think he made there, Dave?
0: My guess is he leaned the Nicole
3: direction, Duff. Good guess. Good guess. So, yes, he committed to dinner with Nicole. Uh, and so before dinner, they went over to Nicole's parents' house. Uh, and this was the second time only uh, that uh, Chad had met Al Endress, And of course, he's a little intimidated by the guy, by the legend. And so uh, Chad is, writes that he he walked in the he walked in the house and he got one of those huge Al Endress handshakes. He would always grab your your hand hard and pull you in close. An old school Italian, and he said to he said to me said to Chad that he uh, that he had heard that Chad had chosen this event over scouting the game. Chad said, "Yes, you're correct." Uh, and then Al said, "You know what I would have done? Scouted the damn game." So Chad notes that Nicole was not so happy in this moment with her father, but it does seem to capture the type of character that Al Endres was, and um, we thank Chad for that. Uh, condolences to Nicole and the family, uh, and we lost a, a legend uh, in Marin County and beyond, so. Uh, yep, Al, Al touched a lot of
0: lives, um, so thank you for everything, Al, and, and we're very sorry to hear of his passing, so.
3: All right. Well, we're going to move on. Uh, We're going to move on to uh, this episode. Dave is really focused on uh, Archie Williams, uh, and we're going to give the Falcons some love in this episode, both the girls and the boys. The interviews are really uh, featured on the boys team, but we also wanted to reach out uh, to Zach Wally, the uh, the girls coach, and give him an opportunity to give us a little season preview. So what we're going to do, Dave, is we're going to play a little clip from from Zach talking about his team. Uh, I'm going to let you know, Dave, that he doesn't really go into a lot of technical or tactical details. He's kind of playing it a little close to the vest, which is fine. We appreciate that. So, um, anyway, take it away, Zach.
4: Hey, Coach. This is Zach Wally with the Archie Williams girls basketball preview for 23-24. Uh, We're, I think, all just really excited, looking forward to seeing what the season has in store for us and, and learning and finding out uh who we are as a team and and who we're gonna be. Um and that'll happen soon enough. We've got our first couple games coming up this week. Uh we have seven returning players, uh three of them seniors, our captains, who I think are really gonna be the backbone of our team and and lead the way for us. Gonna ask them to do a lot. Uh we've got a couple juniors and a couple sophomores returning as well who are going to be uh some key contributors. Um We've got a pretty tough non-league schedule ahead in the preseason, I think. So there may be some, you know, a little bit of a learning curve, but I think it will really help us in the long run and hopefully pre- prepare us for um, a tough league uh, in January. And then we'll see what happens from there. Uh, we may, you know, try some new things on offense and defense this, this year. I think we're in a little bit of a transition as far as um, some of those X's and O's go uh but hopefully we're we're gonna maybe surprise a few folks along the way um so that'll be i think uh, an interesting journey for us but we're looking forward to it I put in some hard work and looking forward to, to continuing that and um excited to see what's ahead thanks
3: so there you go dave uh preview from uh from zach we had a little bit of a back and forth on text message afterwards and one of the questions we asked him was if he could pick one word to describe his team and the mentality this year, what what, what would it be? Uh, we went back and forth a little bit and uh, he ended up on resilience. So this is a team that Dave, as you know, uh, lost their, their their top player from last year, Carly Amborn. She transferred to San Dominico, And uh, so they've had to sort of refine their identity this year and uh, they're they're going to be resilient. That's what coach Zach said. And, uh, we look forward to watching play this year and and seeing how they develop and, and what type of style, uh, emerges from this team. Yeah, we,
0: we scrimmaged them last weekend. I was super impressed. I mean, Zach's a really good coach. Um, he's got some great young players. They also were missing some players because congratulations to Archie on a fantastic uh, girls volleyball season. Again, it's just incredible run that they've had. Um, So, you know, I think, uh, I think the MCAL is going to be a really interesting league this year on the girls side. Um, You've got Redwood and MC that are, that are the favorites, but um, you have a bunch of really good teams. And I think Archie's going to make some noise um, and not only this year, but for for years ahead with some young players that are on the rise.
3: Cool. Well, yeah, thank you, Zach. Uh, And Dave, I think we are not doing a glossary this episode, right? But we'll be back again with the glossary soon. But we are going to do uh, a couple follow-ups from our last episode. And first, we're going to touch on that nine-three-three rule with regards to uh, when you can touch the ball when you have been out of bounds. Uh, so we, we checked in with Daryl Rory, and he clarified that the primary reason for this rule uh, was to not permit players from running out of bounds as part of a set play or in the play coming off a screen or whatever, uh, that they have to stay in bounds if they want to be the first person to touch the ball. So for example, on a baseline out of bounds play on a blob, if there's someone who's running along the baseline, uh, and there's a couple screens being set for them that if they come in say, for example, want to catch the ball in the corner, they have to keep their feet in bounds all the way through until catching the ball, so that will be a little bit of an adjustment for teams as they are running plays, especially sideline or baseline plays. So, thank you, Daryl. Yeah, just
0: to be, yeah, just to be clear, that player can touch the ball; they just can't be the first person to receive right. it. Right, they cannot so, be the first person. Yeah,
3: they're not. Yeah, yeah they're uh, not uh, immediately ejected from the game. They're not. It's not Draymond style.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, thanks for that, Daryl. Um, so, another thing that we wanted to touch on was uh, last episode, Duff, you and I uh, were discussing Novato High, and we mentioned Josh DeVore and that he was in the mix on recruiting. And I think literally an hour after we finished recording that, I saw on Instagram that Josh announced his commitment to play college basketball. So the timing was unbelievable. Um, So very, very happy to announce uh, that Josh DeVore um, has committed to play hoops at Cal Lutheran down in Southern California, a fantastic school, great basketball program. If that sounds familiar to our listeners, episode one guest, Mike Fulton played basketball at Cal Lutheran. Um, a number of Marin kids have, have gone there and played. I know Alexa Greenwood uh, from Marin Catholic is currently playing there on the girls' side. Um, so this is just a huge accomplishment. Um, and, uh, you know, big congratulations to Josh and the DeVore family. Big congratulations to Novato High. I think it's been uh, a number of years since a Novato High basketball player has committed to play in college. And um, this is a great conference with a couple of Marin kids already playing in it. It's the Skyac down in, in SoCal. So Claremont, Pomona, Chapman, Laverne, Caltech, Whittier, a couple other schools, Peyton Malarkey and Charlie Treen. Both Marin kids are playing for Pomona. Um, so just really cool. And congratulations to Josh DeVore.
3: Yep. Congratulations to Josh and uh, the DeVore family. That is uh, it's a big deal. And, and uh, uh,
0: and I just, I, I'm sorry, I failed to mention. So obviously Josh's dad, Doug, one of the best players to ever play in Marin Drake grad on the 82 team. We've mentioned Doug DeVore a number of times. Doug is going to be a guest on this podcast, um, in a couple of weeks. And, um, you know, we look forward to talking to him about both Doug's time playing at Drake in college at Sam Houston overseas for, uh, I think a decade, um, successfully, but then also talking about, uh, Josh's journey. So congrats. Indeed.
3: All right, Dave, it is sponsor time.
0: So, yeah, we are uh, very close to bringing on a new sponsor, which is exciting. So I'm going to give a sneak preview to this sponsor, give them a freebie here. Uh, Jesse and Laurent is a gourmet, ready-to-eat meal delivery service. And uh, our friend Elizabeth Schuring from Jesse and Laurent, in a kind gesture, Duff, sent uh, both of our families this week some free food. And... It was awesome. So um, I came home from practice late uh, this week and I found a fridge full of really, really good food that my family had already uh, taken a couple bites out of. Um, it was really easy. You just heat it up. It's it's ready-made. You can microwave it or oven, uh, put it in the oven, um, and it's fantastic. So we'll have more detail on Jesse and Laurent in future episodes, but uh, the website, for those of you who are cur- are curious, is www. J E S S I E A N D L A U R E N T dot com. So thank you, Elizabeth,
3: and we're very thrilled to have you guys on board as a sponsor. Yeah, very excited. Thank you, Elizabeth. I grabbed a uh, Green Goddess uh, salad with chicken on my way to the airport Wednesday evening after we got our delivery, Dave. And then uh, Angela and Holden had the broccoli and Mongolian beef over garlic rice, uh, and they were raving about it. And we have a bunch more that we're gonna we're gonna try here in the near future. But Dave, I have to say, we're not going to be eating Jesse and Laurent every evening because there's someplace else we need to visit on a regular basis, and that is The Hub. Our friends Jerry and Rebecca at The Hub, their son Owen, is one of our guests today on the podcast, and if you want to watch a game, go to The Hub. If you want to get a burger, go to The Hub. If you want to get a crispy chicken sandwich, of course, you can go to The Hub. They have great salads they're nutritious they're variable uh, they have hand-cut fries they've got a great tap list it's a good, great place to sit inside but they also have the heat lamps so you can sit outside watch a game on the big tvs uh convenient uh, red hill shopping center uh the hub's really just a mecca of activity a great place to take your team after a game or after a practice uh, and get them some nu- nutritious food Uh, maybe a milkshake to finish it off. So Dave, thank you, uh, as always, to The Hub uh, for being one of our core sponsors uh, of this podcast. We love The Hub. Thank you, Jerry and Rebecca. All right. So Dave, is it time to get to the introductions? It is. Fantastic. All right. Uh, So We go into the backgrounds of our two guests in the, in the podcast, Owen Bugas, uh, and Russ Bauer, the team captain, uh, senior Owen Bugas, uh, second team all-league in the MCAL last year. He's our first player guest, which is exciting, Dave. And then Russ Bauer, second year coach at Archie Williams, coaching resume includes six years at Branson, spending some time under Coach Honek there. So this was a fun interview in the team room, uh, at Archie Williams. Uh, and tonight, Dave actually, uh, is like the kickoff dinner for the Archie Williams boys team, and they will be unveiling the names on the gym wall, which is always a huge moment. Uh, we have a very young team. So I think this is particularly exciting for the young players that are on varsity, uh, early on in their high school career.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Love that tradition.
3: So I'm just going to. We'll hopefully get a chance to do something similar for other teams, uh, but I'm just going to go ahead and read off the 12 guys that are on the varsity team for the boys, Dave. Okay. Go for just, it. Uh, Owen Bugas, Julian Nickel, Alex Mardekin. Those are our three seniors. Uh, Dante Stallone, Jr., transfer from Marin Catholic. Love Dante's game. He also plays out at Old Man Ball. We talk a lot about, uh, talk some about Old Man Ball in this podcast, and we'll we'll cover that again in the future. Dante Stallone, dad, his dad, Patrick, pretty good ball player too. Uh, Gabe Serio, Grady Stewart, Alex Hamlet, Brian Wright, Devin Moss, Ephraim Son, August Block. Those are seven 10th graders on the varsity team. And then wow. finally, Nate, Nate Greenberg, freshman, uh, amazing water polo player, great athlete. I've coached him in multiple sports over the years. He was first team all MCAL water polo, and now he makes the varsity basketball team as a freshman. So... Congrats to, to Nate and uh, parents Helen, Helen and Dave, great great people. So with that, Dave, unless you want to further comment or hear yourself speak in any additional fashion, should we get to the interview? All set, let's do it. <laughs> All, right, All right, here we are. Good to see you
0: guys. Good
1: to see you. Thanks for having us, Dave.
0: Thank you for joining. So we are very honored to have Owen Bugis and Russ Bauer from the Archie Williams Falcons. We're here in the Archie Williams team room, which is an amazing room. I was looking at the pictures of all the fabulous teams from history on the wall. So um, I'll do an intro on you guys so that our listeners know who you are. So Owen, let's start with you. Uh, Owen, you're a senior at Archie Williams. Second team, all MCAL last year. Team MVP, four-year varsity player. Uh, You can tell by watching Owen play. He's basically played basketball his whole life did CYO and AAU. Um, he was a team captain last year. And one thing that I want to come back to for Owen is uh, this is a kid who's played pickup before, you can tell. And he plays pickup in the outdoor courts at Hidden Valley, right? Is it Hidden Valley, Duff? Um, so we're going to talk about that. But recurring theme, Owen, is that this is sort of a lost art among kids today, is yeah. they don't play as much pickup. you somebody uh, yeah, yeah. who has played pickup against bigger and stronger guys, and it shows in the way that you play. I love that. So... Really Appreciate psyched it. to have you here. Sitting next to Owen is his head coach, Russ Bauer. Uh, Russ is a proud Drake High grad. Uh, you were all league, right? Second, Correct. Second team? S- second team.
1: Second team. 2005.
0: Beautiful. Still can play, gets buckets on me every week when we play pickup, it annoys me. Um, so Russ has been a coach for many years. He was the assistant coach for the freshman team at Drake uh, for two years. Then he was the JV coach at Drake. And then he moved over to Branson, where he was the JV coach for six years, coached some fantastic teams, got to hang out with and, and learn from Jonas Hanick and that and Stevie Johnson and those guys. Um, did a great job as the Branson JV coach and then came over here to take over the Archie Williams varsity job. And this is your second year, right Russ? Correct. Came over in 2022. And he's also been involved with NBBA for, for many years. So he's great with kids. Um, just an awesome coach and an awesome guy. So psyched to have you guys. We're going to talk some arch. So uh, before we get to talking about the season and we want to hear about your thoughts on the season, I thought we'd ask both of you a bit about how you started with basketball. So Russ, why don't we start with you? What drew you to basketball in the first place? Tell us a little bit about your history there.
1: Well, I, I started basketball pretty late. Um, growing up, it was, it was soccer and baseball mostly, um, but as a, as a toddler, It's just always uh, sports, you know, all the pictures of me, you know, in the baby albums. I have, like, big, you know, plastic bat or black eye from running around. Um, So sports was always a big part of my life. I started playing soccer, actually, out in France when I lived there when I was five, six, and seven years old. And I remember that being really challenging. (laughs) And uh, so then, uh, you know, sports always came really naturally to me. Um, But... Basketball was something I would sort of just do with my dad, shoot around at the schools. Um, so we moved over to Marin County from the East Bay and in sixth grade. I went to White Hill, um, and I started playing CYO with St. Rita's. And the summer I actually moved to Marin, I started going to Pirate Camp. And that immediately was was really awesome. You know, the, the culture of Pirate Camp, the, um, the coaches there, uh, the history... Um, really opened my eyes to basketball, and I think that's where uh, my love for the game and my, my seriousness uh, for the game yeah. sort of developed. Um, so, you know, thanks to that Drake Hoops culture and, you know, the friends I've made along the way through it, um, that, that really helped m- my influence in, in, you know, developing my game and becoming a good player and the game itself, too, compared to the other sports, you know, it's a fast game, yeah. um, small confines. Uh, you can't really hide, you know, there's people right you know, on the sideline watching you. The intensity, um, something grabbed me there and it became my favorite sport. Um, and, you know, just the, the friends I made, uh, my, my varsity uh, assistant coach, Brandon Johnson, best friend of mine since sure. sixth grade when we started playing St. Rita's together. Uh, We used to go at each other, you know, one-on-one, just just any court we could find to the point where we'd be at ends, you know, playing against each other, learning how to defend each other. And I think we really both helped each other uh, become really good players. And and I've been with, you know, Archie and Drake and bleeding the Kelly Green pretty much ever since sixth grade.
0: So when you were a kid and you started playing hoops, did you play pickup?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we played actually a lot of mini ball we would call it. Uh, it was Lower Brookside campus which is yeah. down in Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. They used to have the seven and a half foot hoops and that was a huge thing growing up uh, in high school. As, as much as maybe my coach back then uh, was a little concerned about injuries and stuff, we would be jamming all over the rims and just being out there all day and it was my backyard. I actually grew up right next to the campus so I would go down there Perfect play a bunch, you know, yeah. just by myself, pretend it was game seven, hitting the last second shots, and so, uh, yeah, and, but, but pickup as well, you know, um, at pirate camp, after pirate camp, uh, those outdoor courts were still around yeah. um, when I was that age, through yeah. middle school, and so, yeah, pickup was, was
2: definitely part of my development as well.
0: Awesome. Owen, when did you start? A little bit younger?
2: Yes, like, as soon as I was born, I had a basketball in my hands, you know, growing up, playing CIO, Again, uh Bucky teaching me what a travel was in third grade, you know, all that stuff.
0: All right, six minutes in, it's our first Buck Chavez reference. Thank you, Owen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Continue. There's going to be a lot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so just playing CYO, playing pickup with my friends, yep. I've had Drake Outdoor Courts, playing OMB up at Sleepy Hollow, of course. We're
0: going to talk about OMB. Yep. <laughs> basketball, old man ball.
2: And then just, like, I got really really obsessed with it you know as the Warriors got really good I've been a West Virginia college hoops fan so I've watched, watched a lot of college hoops um, just watched a lot of basketball studying the game just really just yeah. deep diving into like uh, I just fell in love with the game when I was young and just grew up playing it loving it
0: well you guys both and I've played with both of you you, you both play a great classic style of basketball you play really hard you're tough Take no guff from anybody. You can swear on this podcast, but I'm not going to. Um, you can tell that you guys have, have played on playgrounds, yeah, against older guys, right? Yeah. And it shows them the way both of you guys play, which is which is awesome. And that's kind of you know we're going to get back to it, but that, that seems to me that's the attitude of this Archie Williams team this year. So you guys are you're not as big as some of the other schools, but you guys play really hard and you play together and you just know how to play. And it's 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 going to be fun to watch you guys.
3: They use their forearms really well. They do. I'm,
0: I have experienced that. So, Owen, you, your St. Anselm's teams and CYO um, were, were good, right? You had, did you have some pretty good CYO teams?
2: Yes, we won the championships in seventh grade. Very successful team, coach, coached by our freshman coach, Court Hazlitt. Nice. Yes. Nice. My dad was actually the CYO coach till sixth grade, and then the year he stopped coaching, we won the championship. It's weird how that works. So I, I, give, him, I give him stuff for that all we the time. We love you, Jerry. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so every year in CYO is competitive, and uh, yeah. the rivalries that I made in CYO carried into high school, and, like, the same coaches, Mikey Claggett I Branson. Oh, yeah. He coached against me all through uh, CYO, and it's just great to see the people that I play with, uh, other schools and Julian who I play with be my teammate to this day and just yeah it's just great to, the connections continued into high school
0: that's that's so fun to to do that and also you know did you so did you go to Falcon Camp
2: yes you? I was gonna harp. Yeah, yeah yeah so I mean every summer I'd go three four weeks beg my mom to pay for another week it was just literally the best thing ever
0: yeah because it's also a great way to compete with your friends from other schools yeah right?
2: yeah exactly yeah. And compete with uh, the older players who you're going to compete with in high school. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So, Russ, um, I wanted to hit on your coaching experience. Uh, Six years at Branson, obviously, you know, I I went there, I played for Jonas. I mean, the guy was uh, just a a basketball savant. Um, Talk about what you learned at Branson and then compare being at Branson versus being here at Archie.
1: Well, yeah, Jonas was awesome. I was uh, very grateful to uh, be a fly on the wall as much as possible, and uh, get to know him, build a relationship with him. Um, Incredible coach. Um, He's just, you know, he he was known to be sort of old school. Um, But (coughs) if you see him out of practice, you know, he's the most likable, lovable guy. Um, So the relationships that he built, you know, working on campus there, like I do here, is is an advantage and so he had a great advantage there to really get to know these kids and spend a lot of time with them not just during practice but during the school day Um, so I think that really helped build trust um, and know that you know the coach believes in you all the while you know you can Bust out that intensity and really, uh, really push these guys out of their comfort zone. And that's something he was really good at. Yeah. Um, and, the, and obviously his charisma, the way he would, he would speak um, would, and the things he would say would just touch those buttons just enough just to bring out as much, yeah. um, you know, just what, what he wanted out of you. Um, so he was really just masterful with that. And of course, his knowledge of the game, his attention to detail. Um, not that you know Doug Danellan whom I played for at, at Sir that. Francis Drake, you know yeah. he 's meticulous as well and knows the game extremely well so i 'm very fortunate to have uh, you know, been coached by Doug The beginning of my coaching career was with Doug Danellan. Yeah. Um and then after he left, I decided that you know let 's learn from someone else. I always had extreme respect for uh, the Branson teams, how disciplined they were, how hard working they were. Um, how much unity they had when they played, the, the togetherness was, was incredible. And so to go over there for six years, I really learned a lot um, just through, yeah, his practice plans, his drills um, that I still use to this day. Um, yeah, it's a, it, was, it was a blessing.
0: I was just watching uh, San Domenico boys practice yesterday before our, our practice, and Tyler Gaffney does such a great job with that team, but they were doing the shell drill, and Andy Johnson is helping out Tyler who played here he's a great player Lights up our adult league and they were they were working on moving when the ball moves uh, on help side you know ball in the air feet in the air right ball moves you gotta move and Andy was saying you guys gotta when the ball is swung you gotta sprint to help side sprint to help side and I'm just thinking like man that is so ingrained in me mm-hmm. from every day in practice Jonas doing shell drill yeah. just screaming to sprint to, to the help side it's, it's, I will never forget that yeah, so even had, when I'm playing now, and I'm, I can barely move, but I know when the ball is swung, I got to sprint to help side. I can barely move, but still, he had he all these. Like a sprint anymore, dude. Let's call it a sprint. It's a 48 <laughs> year old sprint.
1: Well, he had all these questions that he would, you know, right before a shelter, he'll reel off about 10, 15 questions, and the kids would have had them all memorized, yeah. you know, and so they just get that ingrained, and you know, yeah. and then they then they go out there and do it.
0: Yep, yeah. absolutely. That's awesome. So uh, compare and contrast. Doug's style from Jonas's style and your style as a
1: coach. Okay. Um, you know a good coach is is a good thief I heard that quote somewhere, and sure. I, I really liked it and um, I, I don't know if i I want to like go into their styles too much, but what I've taken out of their style is um, just just attention to detail, yeah. having a high standard, um, high expectations. Um, And I've taken those things, obviously, some of their plays that I really liked and and drills, um, practice structure, things like that. Um, And, you know, the way they interact with their players and the way they've interacted with me. And so I've grown through that, you know, through we're all socialized through our environment. And, you know, being with them all these years uh, has helped me to become the man I am today. Cool. So um, I, I don't know if I can really compare them to, to myself. No, that's great. I'm just trying to take the best out of them. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, you got your own style. That's yeah. Sure. Owen, let's get to you. So you, met, you mentioned uh, you know, you finally start winning when your dad steps aside. <laughs> uh, we get that? So uh, who are the other kind of players, coaches you've had, whether it was an AAU coach, Falcon Camp, Russ, other coaches who have kind of molded you and, and influenced you?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, there's been so many coaches and, and influences in my life. But, I mean, first off, I wouldn't even be able to play basketball for my parents. Like, they work extremely hard just to give me an opportunity to play basketball in this, yeah. this wonderful town and historical school. So I'm just extremely fortunate. Their work ethic has carried on and uh, influenced yeah. my work ethic. Um, Kenny Woodard. You guys talked about him earlier in the podcast. He's Just a very good skills trainer.
0: Literally talking to him on the phone on my way over
2: here. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Noah Bice, who I grew up yeah. watching. As uh, soon as he, uh, before he went to college, he trained me uh, and really, really influenced my game. He's on the wall here. Yeah. Yes. He won MCAL Player of the Year. A short guard. Yeah. Really, really good player. Uh, Brandon Bracey and Bet- Brett Batrip, who are my coaches in AU, have helped me a lot this last couple of years. Neil Chavez. He's uh, now the coach at TAN. He was our uh, assistant coach last year. Love Neil. Yes. The thing about Neil is you, when you go play with Neil, you're going to get better. Like, he, just his intensity. Of course, Buck's always there showing you some jab, step, footwork drills. But you're just going to get better when you're playing with Neil. And then lastly, uh, Mike Reed, who's yeah. now coach at uh, San Fe. I can't say enough about Mike. He's just such a big influence. We actually met on the outdoor courts at Drake playing pickup and uh as soon as we met man we just we just became really close we talked every day uh and when covid hit he would train me every single morning when it was dark outside at 5 30 awesome we got up we trained till the sun came up till the first zoom class hit i'd go on zoom on my phone while yeah. i'm walking home and uh yeah he uh i called him on a late night one time i was like i really 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 want to make varsity freshman year and uh yeah he really pushed me through that uh summer and as soon as Trout's came, I was ready, and yeah, without Mike, I wouldn't be the player I am today. So, Very cool. huge shout out to Mike. Very
0: cool. Yeah. Um, w- one Neil Chavez shout out. Um, by now, probably a couple episodes ago, right? But we asked Neil for a preview of the Tam season, voice mm-hmm. season. So he sent Duffy a voice memo, and I was just listening to it in the car. And it's like three minutes of Neil just talking about the team. And by the end of the three minutes, I was ready to pull over, get my shoes on, and go play. I mean, the yeah. guy just – and he says it as a very kind of – It's, it's monotone. monotone. but he's like, we're just – we're going to get after it. We're going to share the ball. We're going to play defense. We're going we're to play with peace and love. And, and he's just like, yes, man, i
2: <laughs> The love that that dude yeah. has for basketball is just – it's crazy. Amazing family. Yeah.
0: Um, all right, cool. Let's talk about Archie Williams Falcons 2023-2024 – um, Russ, talk about your team. What are the What are the strengths that you, what, do you, what do you like coming into the season?
1: Well, the team is really young. Uh, we got seven sophomores and a freshman out of our twelve total. Wow! Uh, I can't remember in my twenty five years of being around MCal uh, ever seeing a team that young. Yeah. Um, but it's exciting. Um, got got hungry. Guys that are very committed, um, you know, I was opening up before school three days a week and we had our fall teams and uh, we were getting after it all fall. Guys are grinding and uh, we're trying to get better every day. Um, so I'm really excited about this uh, this year. Um, going into my second year, I'm much more comfortable, yeah. much more confident. Um, I, I have a lot of buy-in, uh, much more so than last year. And uh, it's, things, things are going, really going well. Um, we're small, you know, but we're we're gritty, and we're going to we're going to compete in this league. Um, obviously, there's a couple monsters up at the top, but you know I really think that uh, we could compete for a for a playoff spot. And uh, you know the team's comprised of a lot of guards, yeah. um, so we're going to try to cater to that. You know we got shooters, and we got some dynamic playmakers, and so we're gonna you know. Put the pieces to the puzzle together and find the right recipe towards success. Yeah.
0: Despite your new assistant coach addition, I think you will have success.
1: <laughs> well, Duffy has been great. Duffy's awesome. Ahead, we're, we're, Duffy we're texting um, constantly. Uh, he's uh, yeah, he's he's been a, he's been great. Yeah, we love I, I can't say
2: enough.
0: It's... We love we love Duffy. Um, Owen, what are your what are your thoughts on the, the kind of the strengths of the team?
2: Yeah, I mean, like. Russ said, and we're super, super short, super, super young. But, you know, I see us running fast in transition, yeah. hopefully making some good decisions and uh, running some efficient, fast-paced basketball.
0: So you are like, you're the vet, man. You're the elder statesman. It's man. weird, yeah, it's right? weird.
2: It's a drastic change from my previous, previous years. Yeah. Previous so years. how many
0: seniors are on the squad? We have three. Okay. So you got three seniors. You, got, you said seven? Sophomores. Seven sophomores. One
2: junior and one freshman. And one freshman, all yep. right. Yeah, so sophomore year we had eleven seniors. My sophomore year, yeah. And then my last year we had nine seniors.
0: Wow.
2: So this year we got three. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty wild. That's yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah. You're, I remember your sophomore year, Will Heimbrot. Right?
2: Yep. That, Will, was, that yep. was a great team. Will he's playing at Seattle this year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. That was a fun, fun team. Uh, very cool. All right. So a glut of talented tenth graders. Russ, how do you, how do you manage that?
1: Well. You know, it's, they're they're sort of like puppies in a way. Um, you know, they're, they're, we're raw in many uh, many aspects of the game. Um, but through my experience and my style of coaching, um, I really want to build discipline with them and have the defense be that backbone. And yeah. you know, if we can if we can defend, keep teams you know in the forty to fifty range, um, we're going to be able to score points. So. Yeah. I'm really this especially these first couple weeks of the season um, we're doing a lot of breakdown stuff um, just working on our we have five six now non-negotiables that uh, you know we're trying to instill in them almost every single drill we're talking about which non-negotiables we're working on you know the form and technique within them and just trying to build them up get them a little bit better every single day Um, I really think the future is bright with these guys I think there's a lot of potential Obviously, this year with, with the team being so young, I, I don't think it's going to be a perfect season you know, where there's going to be some bumps in the road. I yeah. think most, most teams will have bumps, even, even the, the better teams in the league. It's, it's never perfect, but uh, you know, it'll be a question of how resilient we can be and uh, how we can grow from you know, these bumps and fix them. And
0: What do you think of yeah. the schedule change? I'm
2: <laughs> single round
1: yeah, I'm opposed you know yeah. I, I, I think it it hurts for MCAL fans to know that the own teams only have four home games um, yeah as opposed to eight or you know if we did the 12 te- game season six um, it'll be more travel for all the you know the MCAL teams around here and so I wasn't uh, too excited about the idea um, but you know it's, it's nothing we can do about it we're just gonna have to Make best with the situation.
0: Kind of a recurring theme that we've heard from a lot of coaches, right? I mean, the tradition—it's—it's it's a bummer. Like when I first heard about it, it's like, wow, man, that's—that's that's a bummer. I mean, the home and home is fun, right? So we'll see how it goes. It's a one-year trial, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, your schedule, g- given that, I mean, you got to schedule more out-of-conference games. We were just talking before we were recording that you guys have some tough ones. Yeah. Uh, you got University. You've got. Uh, St. Ignatius yep. I mean, you've you got some really tough teams which yep. is great so talk about that
1: well especially early in the season playing those teams those are our first two games um, will help, help us all get ready for the season I think you know, playing tough competition early uh, will help us you know, raise the bar and uh, get, more, you know, get prepared for league um, I'm excited about to be back in the Bambauer Bauer tournament yeah. um, after Christmas. I know, Owen, you are as well. Yes. Um, I played in that when I was a, when I was a student here. Um, the Marine Catholic puts on a great tournament yeah. and uh, really excited for that as well. Should be some really good competition. We'll see who, who we match up against there once the bracket's out. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm That's quite. awesome.
0: So we did our Mike and Ashley interview in the Nelson room above the Marine Catholic gym. And I learned something that I did not know. So I didn't play in that tournament as a player, and I've never coached in it. Apparently, the food in that room is really good during that okay. tournament. Okay. Something to look forward so. to.
1: The hospitality uh, room. coaches only? Or is he, yeah. Think, do do Owen,
0: players
2: get access? I don't think you're eating OL. Yeah. Russ will sneak me some OLs. for sure. Or Definitely. Between games. Um, <laughs> oh,
0: and any uh, any games that are circled on the on the schedule for you that you're excited about? Yes, Okay, yes, Talk about of course.
2: It. Branson is always fun playing the best. I got a few friends on that team, so yeah. that's always fun. Um, and then our senior night against Tam. We got Neil Chavez coming to the house. Yeah, Got to get my revenge on Neil. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I mean that intensity of Tam. They always play super intense with Neil there. It's gonna be it's gonna yeah. be a really good game. And then. Our uh, first MCAL league game at MC, we're gonna have Dante back. It's gonna be a packed crowd rivalry, Drake or Archie MC now. That's all right. We'll um, So yeah, Dante, plus there's
0: Dante Stallone, great shooter, uh, transferred from MC, MC to Archie.
2: Yeah, just this year. So he's gonna be back for that game. So he'll be eligible. We gotta get, get him a win in yep. his old school.
0: Yeah, very cool. All right, so the thousand dollar question, million dollar question, whatever. So you got Branson, Clearly, the, the class of the league, I mean, they're just they're phenomenal. I just saw them play in a tournament a couple weeks ago. They're, they look like a well-oiled machine. They're going to be awesome. Red was really good. Those two battled at the top yep. of the league last Jake, year. Jake Vasquez. Jake's was phenomenal. Yep. Uh, two
1: returning MVP candidates. Nick Cubley then uh, with Sam yep. Marin. A lot San of Marin. returners on that team.
0: Exactly. So yep. So it's sort of a battle for third, fourth place. Now, we don't know at this point if the playoffs are going to be four or six teams, is that right? Like
1: it's currently four. Okay. Um I'm not sure if the athletic directors uh will change that. Yeah. Um, we motioned for it in our um in our preseason coaches meeting yeah. and I think the ADs are meeting in the next week or two, so we'll
0: see. I don't know.
1: I, don't, I just don't have an answer we'll for you know
3: though. So.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, so um, it's going to be fun, but you know we've talked to people from different schools. I mean, it seems like it's kind of anybody's, yeah, ball game for third, four slots, right? I mean, San Marin's got a got a good Marin's yeah. super super solid. They got a yeah. couple transfers too. Yeah, yeah, they're looking really good. They're good, and probably yeah. can play. Yeah, now, the thing with San Marin that we talked, we actually just talked to their coach Con Dunning uh, a couple of days ago. You know, you got like four of their really good players, are football players, so they won't even be. And their football team's really good, mm-hmm. right? So it's sort of a, the same thing that Mike deals with at MC. Right. You know, those guys won't be available potentially till mid-December, and you know they'll they'll play, but you're missing out on a month of. of
1: no, I think that was one of the reasons why we went to a single round robin. You know, a lot of these schools, uh, yeah, you know, their football players. Uh, it just hurts when we were playing games in late November, early December. Right. Those league games. I think San Marin and MC lost early. Games last season that yep. they probably would have won if they were full strengths.
0: Yep, absolutely. So, um, Russ, one thing I've noticed about you, um, and, and talking to Duffy about it, I think it's just fantastic. You're big on engendering, building culture among your players in a non-basketball way, right? So, you guys will will sit and talk, and you watch a movie together. I mean, you're doing these things that are not basketball activities, but it's building culture. Can talk about that?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, um, I wasn't the greatest student, and um, I learned a lot through sports, and, you know, but I didn't really focus on my education through high school and college. And when I got out, I didn't really have many open doors for me. And so coming back and getting into coaching and really falling in love with coaching after about six, seven years and really starting to feel like, yes, this is my purpose. This is what I want to do. Yeah. Um, that's when I really, you know, realized that I want to give these, help these kids, these student athletes, um, not only on the court, but off the court as well. And so I take that really seriously, um, you know, as far as just health, uh, relationships, yeah. um, you know, in like a man should be thought of in terms of relationships. Like what type of son are you? What type of player are you? Yeah. What type of coach am I? You know, what type of boyfriend, husband, whatever whatever yeah. sort of relationship it is, I think, you know, it should be, it should be thought of that. And there's a lot of toxicity in, around the word masculinity yeah. and the, the whole machoism type of thing. And so I want to make sure that my kids, you know, that I coach um, have have a good perspective. And, and a lo- as outside of that, it's about, you know, finding things you really love and trying to be your best at them. And so... Helping them find purpose and feel fulfillment and get rewards from hard work are things I really focus on as well. But, you know, in my second year here, I'm also really trying to build culture, um, not just, you know, with developing these players, but, uh, you know, through, through the community as well. And so, you know, we're, we're, I'm going to be, through MBBA be doing a camp this winter you know trying to bring in a bunch of kids around the community and have have our high schoolers coach them and feel that sort of responsibility of like helping out the next generation and we're doing clinics as well and um finding different ways at our home games to you know you know bring back alumni and honor alumni um doing a cyo night having a couple cyo local cyo teams come and play during halftime things like that lots of ideas we're doing more team dinners this year we're doing more bonding stuff outside of uh um, outside of practice and i really think it's important and can make a difference towards your success you know the more unified your team is the better relationships they have i truly believe the better they'll play as a team
0: completely agree love that you do it i think that's uh that's awesome and really really well said that was a fantastic answer um, all right, Owen, we've reached crunch time. You ready? Yes, I am. Okay, final exam. This is going to be a boring one. Best Jim and Marin, Owen.
2: You know, this is going to be a crazy answer. Whoa. It's not Archie. I'm going to go with MC. The we'll talk about it. You shoot, you shoot the ball at MC and hits the rim. It's going in, <laughs> especially on the one closest to the entrance.
0: Okay, that's interesting because I've always found that MC is a tough gym to shoot in for me because I don't like the the background. But you're saying, but forgiving rims, so that's good. Super nice rims. All right, now Russ. Do uh, well. All right, Russ. What's your answer? Favorite Archie gym? Archie Williams. Thank so you.
1: I mean, that's- without hesitation. I just- like I said, Pyre Camp growing up, uh, this is my school. Like I told you, I, I bleed the Kelly green.
0: Totally.
1: Um, very fond memories of playing in here and packed houses and um, just you know moments that still give me goosebumps to this day. And so, without a doubt, this is this is the best gym in Marin right here.
0: John Granucci said it the best. You said it really well right there. John Granucci said it in one line. He said, "You walk into that gym, at least the old days before the, the facelift of this gym. You walk in that gym, it just smelled like basketball." And that was that was the great. That meta, is true. That now, is true. I will say Russ might not answer MC. So Owen, oh, you don't might not appreciate this, but for coaches who are visiting at MC, they hate MC because Duff, the bench, the bench, yeah, the yeah. Offset, the offset. yeah, the offset scorers table. So the home coach. Has much more real estate to roam around really? than the visiting coach. And when that. you're
3: trying to strangle the ref, it makes it harder to get out there. <laughs> exactly. I <laughs> talked to Daryl Rory
0: about that.
1: Duff, you have to stay seated as an assistant. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. I, I told,
0: uh, we, we, we did an episode with Daryl Rory, which by now will have come out. And I told Daryl this, he laughed, because uh, in a game last year, I started talking to a ref, and Full said to me, hey, they don't want to hear from you. Yeah. And it's me personally, but also it's they don't want to hear from assistant coaches. So, duh. Zip it. Okay, <laughs> Russ, you're starting with this one. I'll, uh, give us two surprise picks for all league. Oh, man. I haven't thought about this. Uh, but Owen's got a long I, list. I don't even remember
1: the full <laughs> list from last year. but um, hmm.
0: are, there, are there any players that you, that you like that uh, you, you coach against? You, don't get as much air you
1: know time. I I I'll, I'll shout out our our sophomore uh, Grady Stewart. Um this kid is an absolute junkyard dog. Um plays yeah. plays tough physical um man to man defense. Um he is faster with a ball in his hand than without. Um he's really um developed a lot this past year. I think uh he's nice. he's a going to have a good season this year you know maybe he can get on the list uh okay cool outside of that um hmm. you know the the Brevelli kid over at San Fe. Oh, I think I he's was, due you know like he's just watching play I've seen him play um a lot of pickup I've seen him yeah. when he's at his best I think he, last year he had some injury issues yeah. um I think he could definitely crack the list this year with he's, his skill
0: I, when I said I saw Branson play, I saw them play against a team that was kind of a mix of Santa Rafael and MC, and uh, Gio Bravelli was playing along with, with Luke Shapiro, I think, from San Rafael? Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I've been friends with Mike Bravelli for a long time. I hadn't seen Gio play. He can go. I mean, he's he's really good, and he's healthy, and he's in shape, and yeah, he was looking good. All right, Owen, give us some surprise all-league picks. Yes.
2: Well, I got to go with my boy, BJ Fisher. He, uh, <laughs> I played CYO with him. Yes, and he had a back injury last year, yeah. so he had a tough start to the season, but he's got a really good role at Redwood, they're going to be winning a lot, and uh, I think he's going to skyrocket that list good answer. pretty quickly. You got another yeah. one? I think if Julian stays healthy, he's got a shot to get on that list, health is a big question mark with him, but I think Ovin Cole at TAM is going to have a really good season as well, he's okay. such a hard player to guard, he's super quick, he's physical inside, and a good, good shot and he's really really good guard at 10 awesome yep
0: good answers all right owen favorite basketball drill uh let's go team basketball drill
2: man i just love playing five on five That's scrimmage, That's <laughs> scrimmage. That <counts>. but yeah <laughs> But I mean, I like I like starting practice off with the energy drill. Gets us going. It gets uh, gets us talking. I yeah, think so that's, good that. that's a Jonas Honick uh, Russ, you want uh, to that one? Explain yeah, I get after it. So we uh,
1: <laughs> we break up into thirds. You know, one third off to one sideline, the other third off to the other sideline. The group that starts is right in the middle, and it's thirty seconds of intensity where i'm if i blow my whistle they have to slap the floor yell defense yeah. um you know I'll, I'll, it's sort of like a king's drill yeah. where i'll i'll point you know go close out on this side or get into the gap or get getting help side or close out on the other side and i just make them work their butts off for 30 seconds and then the next group comes in and so it's a quick three-minute drill everybody goes twice it just wakes them up after doing those stretches it's you know that first drill is important the first hour of a practice is is extremely important and so you to set off the set the tone in the first three minutes it's uh it's key Oh yeah, red in the face, just getting after it. (laughs) You You guys should have seen Jonas do it back in the day. (laughs) I loved watching that.
0: (laughs) You got some love from Tom Poser. You heard what he said. He was at Pyre Camp and he's teaching this drill. And all of a sudden, you're right, right. yeah. (laughs) And there's Russ just sweating right next to him. Well, can
1: I tell you my drill? So he came into Pyre Camp and he taught us the. I call it the imagination drill. I don't know what he called it, but. It was you know there are a few volunteers I ended up as a coach being one of them and uh, what you do is you just start the baseline and it's one on O and you got to go down to the other end but you're pretending there's you know ten defenders out there and you're going up and you escape dribble or you know you jump stop pivot you know and you're just working your butt off and doing Many moves before you go finish, and then you go back the other way. And I think I went down and back once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, Poser stops it. He looks over at me, and I'm just profusely just dripping sweat with right. my eyes locked in on him. You know, yeah. Um, yeah poser's a legend. To uh, I, you know, have a lot to thank him for. Um, you know, being at Pirate Camp, and yeah. you know, back in sixth grade, and him running the the offensive moves clinic and the outdoor courts. I, I remember it. Vividly to this day.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. He's
0: incredible. Okay, Russ, back to you. Favorite individual drill.
1: Well, probably that one I was just mentioning. Yeah. Um, team-wise, though, is another Branson drill—the um, two v two passing drill. Two v two passing. Oh, you just gave um, you I call experience. it I call it UFC <laughs> drill because it's it's sort of like the players are entering the octagon. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no scoring. It's just, I go 45 second clips for the offense to try to be as perfect as possible under extreme pressure and physicality. So they have to, you know, maintain that triple threat, square up, you know, use their pivot and dribble correctly to create a pass while the other players sealing and yeah. um, working really hard to get open. And it's in a pretty small confine. So um, you can't really hide and it's it's intense. It, Usually, I've seen over the years kids break their nose, bloody noses, black eyes. Just yeah, you know, it's it's very physical. Um, but uh, it's it's an extremely good drill to get better at handling pressure. Yeah. Um, to be more comfortable under pressure. Uh, and then defensively, it's just you know, it helps you just get more intense and get Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. So you did you did that yourself? Two
3: on two
0: pass. Yep. Still still remember it. I would always Jonas would have a yellow legal pad. And we'd go into practice, and he'd put his pad down on the bleachers, and we'd be stretching. And I'd kind of go give it a quick peek, and I'd look, all right, are we doing two-on-two passing today? And I'd look at the end, are we running sprints today? All right, now I know what I'm, know what I'm dealing with. Yeah. Because two-on-two <laughs> passing was, like, I loved it, but it's exhausting. Yeah,
2: yeah it's tiring, yeah. for sure.
0: All right, Owen, what's your favorite individual drill?
2: I love to shoot the basketball. So any drill, any drill where I'm coming off a screen or, like, getting as many reps up, seeing how many I can make... It just, I just love shooting. Yeah. So
0: what? So give me an example of a shooting drill that you guys do. Well,
2: uh, me and Russ have been doing one over the summer, over the off season. Yeah. It's uh, you have five minutes, and you make two shots from the baseline, two shots between the free throw and the baseline, yep. two shots at um, the corner of the free throw, yep. uh, two floaters, and then so that's eight makes, uh, and then eight makes on the left side, yep. and then you should go to the top of the key, top of at the three point line and you make as many threes as you can and uh, in five minutes. Okay. And that's yeah. your score. Yeah, yeah. Right. and Do that's you your score. Do you
0: have to make two in a row at each of those spots? Yes. Oh, no,
2: no, no. You just have to make two. Just make two. And yeah. then you go to the next spot. Got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. OK, awesome. I got that so one So you from... got to get that one quickly as possible, so you can shoot threes. Yeah, yeah. Get shout, your count. Shout out, Stevie Johnson. Stevie's drill. Okay.
3: That's a great so, one. Right. Yep. I think I saw you get like 45 in that drill. What's
2: the 40, 40, 47. 40, 47 or 48. You shoot yeah. threes or you shoot mid-range? threes yeah, okay. at the top of the three okay. yeah yeah but yeah, how that's, about
0: the other shots like baseline you're shooting threes. it's uh, on no. mid-range
2: right
1: yeah they're all mid-range, mid-range. short corner then yep. that little bank shot the elbow got it and then and two floaters. floaters on and then you do so that's eight makes on yep. one side eight on the other yeah, and then just threes drill. for whatever remaining time you have you're pretty exhausted you've got
3: a rebounder right?
2: yes yes yeah. yep. great, great dropping dimes. <laughs> all
0: right last and most important question favorite meal at the hub Oh,
2: wow. you got to go get the original crispy chicken sandwich. That's the bomb. Okay.
1: Nice. I was going there well before it was the Hub, uh, when it was Farm Burger, and they, okay. they continued this sandwich. It's the number four, which is the chicken patty. I love that one. The onion strings. Good sauce. Okay. Um, yep, good sauce. Um, I think it's arugula as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, I, I actually I sub out the tomatoes. I add some pickles in there. But in my perfect world, if I was really feeling it, I'm going to get some wings on the side, you know, some hand cut and uh, perhaps a a delicious beverage.
0: So if (laughs) Russ did the energy drill himself and he's worked up a sweat then he's going to get some wings. Um, Awesome. Well guys, it's been super fun to talk to you. Uh, I love being in this room. This is a uh, like the hallowed halls. I mean, this is a room of history here, but um, I'm excited to see what you guys do this year. Uh, love the way you guys play. So
1: Appreciate well, for it. Thanks, thanks for having for us. Thanks. Thanks a lot. All
3: right. Thank you guys. Well, Dave from the team room at Archie Williams with a lot of Drake pirate history surrounding us. That was our first team room interview and uh, it was fantastic. What did you think?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, I've been in that gym my whole life and I've never Made my way back to the the Drake team room. It's a special place. There's a lot of history on the walls. Uh, it was really cool to be in that room, and so thank you for setting that up. And it was it was awesome to talk to Russ and Owen. They did they did great.
3: Yeah, we had uh, a ball signed by John Wooden. We had a uh, a ball from a fourteen and 0 season. Tom Poser and the Grinucci's, uh and uh, the Red Brown whiteboard in the background. That'll be in our picture, Dave. So yeah, a cool spot to do an interview and a great interview. Uh, fun to talk to, to Russ and Owen, obviously I know them both fairly well now have been working with them since the summer, but, uh, any, any takeaways first, uh, from you, Dave. Yeah. Uh, first off
0: I want to acknowledge Jerry and Rebecca Bugis for, uh, well done on parenting. Uh, Owen is a really great kid. Uh, he's respectful, he's funny, he's outgoing, he's thoughtful, um, you know, with high school kids, some of them are are comfortable talking to adults. Some of them aren't. And Owen was just super comfortable, answered the questions beautifully. I thought, um, so Jerry and Rebecca, nice job, good parenting. Owen's, Owen's an awesome kid. Um, second, you can, you can add me to the list of the Russ Bauer fan club. I mean, I think Russ is just an awesome guy and I love his down to earth approach. He's very authentic. Um, just as a person, he's, he's very low key and, and he is who he is. And my sense is that's how he coaches. I, I asked a, a probably dumb question, um, about contrasting his style with Jonas and Doug and and, um, I thought he handled it great. He basically said, you know, I'm not going to talk about their styles. I'm going to talk about my style and what I picked up from them. And I thought that was, that was great. And I was thinking after the interview, like I kind of learned, I learned from Russ in that interaction. Um, So he's, he's always coaching. He's even coaching his interviewers. Um, So I thought that was great. And then finally, I just want to make a a quick comment to our listeners. If you go to a Drake game or, or sorry, an Archie Williams game this year. And you see Russ on the sidelines, I just want you to know that guy can play. Russ is a really good basketball player. We we play weekly in a game, and he's really fun to play with. He's a great passer. He can shoot the mid-range shot. He's active. He talks. He he plays um, like a coach should play. Plays like so, a coach. Yeah,
3: plays like a coach. I absolutely agree. And when yeah. he he'll get in and mix it up sometimes with the players if we're, if we're down to man in practice and the the level of communication and the uh the level of intensity in the gym goes up immediately so yeah russ is pretty laid back uh when you when you talk with him but when when he gets into it as a coach uh you definitely see the intensity and you see it on the floor as well he's just a, he he battles uh and uh dave he, he described the team as small uh yet gritty or small but gritty and i would definitely agree with that and i think the word grit um it is one of the six non-negotiables that Russ has uh, for our team. And grit is a good word to describe both Owen and uh, Russ. Owen is a player, and this, I think in part comes from battling against the old men uh, out at Sleepy Hollow and just you know taking a lot of punishment from people that were bigger and stronger. And now Owen is, you know big and strong. I mean, he's a guard, but he's he's a very strong guard. And he just is gritty. He's he's always uh, working hard and looking for his spots on the floor. Smart player and uh, just determined player. So, and then Russ as a coach, I mean, he's just building a gritty program. And he's taking these, you know, quote unquote puppies, uh, and he's turning them into men. And it, it, his long-term vision for this is, is really spot on. And, and it's been a pleasure to work with him. So you...
0: Duff in the off season, you had organized a few open gyms and you brought a few of our, of us old guys down to play with the Archie team. And one of our good friends, a great basketball player, a great guy named Eric Alban. he's six eight, two fifty. 250 played football at Columbia. He's a really good basketball player. Um, and we were playing and he and Owen got into like a, there was a loose ball and they were both on the floor and kind of wrestling and Owen's, you know, substantially shorter than 6 eight and substantially lighter than 250 yeah uh, but he was he was not afraid of Eric and they both popped up kind of fired up and it, it was it, kind of a good spirited competition it wasn't like they were mad at each other they were just sort of like let's go and it was that was eye-opening to me it was awesome and so yeah. uh, I totally agree with you I can see the grit and that starts from the top it starts with Russ um, but the players are all bought in so I, I'm gonna have a great
3: time watching uh, your team play this year yeah, Owen. Uh, we do a lot of you know competitions in practice, as many teams do, and we're we're trying to keep score as much as we can, even you know in sort of peripheral drills. Owen does not like to lose, and he is keeping track of the score every single competition. And man, he's good. He's going to show it if he loses. So love that and a leader for the team, and you know love that and a teammate. So and you know kudos to Owen, the first actual active player. High school player to be on the podcast and we do hope to have more on and uh, you know he he just knocked out of the park so yep that was thank awesome you. thanks guys
0: really appreciate it yep so let's move right. on to player control Duff
3: yep Dave what do you got I have a few
0: um so in our Daryl Rory interview which by the way we've we've been receiving great feedback on uh, Daryl killed it he was amazing. Uh, there are two things that I wanted to correct or point out. Uh, one, he was struggling to remember the name of a guard at San Marin in the MCAL in the late eighties who he played against. And, uh, a listener, um, gave us set up, uh, a heads up that it was Scott Kerr was the San Marin guard from the late eighties. So sorry, Scott Kerr. We, we didn't know your name, but you apparently were very tough for Daryl to deal with on the court. So kudos to you. And the second one is um, we were talking about coaches um, in the league and Daryl just couldn't remember the name of the Santa Fe head coach and I was slow to the draw. So uh, that's Brett Mitchell who is a really good coach. He's coached in um, in the MCAL for years. He was actually at Drake for a couple of years. Uh, he played college ball. I think he played at Westmont. Um, so anyway, Brett has been at SR for, for a while and is a really good coach. And so sorry, Brett, that we didn't have your name at the ready. Um, and also I want to acknowledge, um, Brett's assistant, Steve Tornello, who is a, a listener and fan of the podcast. He has agreed to be our center fell high boys team correspondent. So, uh, he told us how he promised us a, an update, um, a, a season preview. Once the football players are kind of integrated into the practices, which should be, you know, very soon now. So
3: those are my player control items stuff. What do you got? Excellent. Yeah. Brett Mitchell, his name is up in the team room at, uh, Archie Williams. They have the coaching tree is on the wall there which is cool uh player segment player control segment for me well in the interview with uh, russ and owen i did make a comment that was in jest dave about strangling an official and i want you to know that i would never do that uh, and i wouldn't uh, encourage anyone to do that not even uh, draymond green please don't do that Uh, your load management style uh, is already Uh, leading to a lot of rest. So uh, uh, anyway, yeah. So not only because as an assistant coach, I'm not allowed to get up, but I wouldn't, I would not strangle an official or really anyone for that matter, Dave. So that's my player control segment. And I, and I apologize uh, to anyone who uh, might've been offended by that remark.
0: I think we knew you were kidding Duff, but thank you for pointing that out. All
3: right, Dave, uh, what time is it now?
0: I like think it's 10 30,
3: uh, 10 uh, sponsor <laughs> time. We gotta, we gotta acknowledge our sponsors on the way out.
0: I nailed that one Duff. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk about our sponsors. Um, thank you to our sponsors. We actually have, as we, I think we mentioned in the intro, we have some, some new sponsors as well, but, uh, Karen Horsemeyer, NBBA, The Hub, Nike camps at San Domenico. Skaggers. The Skaggers and uh, a few more that are that are Brewing, coming down the pipe.
3: Percolating, more about them soon. Well, uh, yes, and we haven't thanked uh, Stroke Nine recently for intro outro, uh, Katie Levine for the logo, Angela Ballard doing great work with the website. She's maybe always a day or two a little bit behind, but she's keeping up and she's doing it in a cheerful manner. So thank you, Angela. Uh, and Holden Ballard for helping with timestamps. Good work, Holden. It takes I mean, a village, Duff. It does. Uh, and t-shirts are arriving soon. For those who put in orders, uh, I believe I should receive them within the next couple of days and we'll be getting those out. And I think that's pretty much the housekeeping.
0: Awesome. Thank you yeah. so much, listeners. we got more great episodes
3: coming up, so keep listening. Keep listening. This has been the Run TMC podcast, a podcast about basketball in DeMarin County. Thank you for listening. See ya. Mm -hmm.
1: This guy walks into a little saloon and sits down He draws the eyes of all the locals in this small town He looks damn normal to me Dana on his head, Burke's on his feet, he looks up and gives me a grin and says,
0: Hey
2: dude, you too must be from Marin.